Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's go. Sports Variety and Strife with James Liebling. Up next. Saturday edition of Sports Variety and Strife. Here I am again, James Liebling. We're going to get to the last portion of my discussion with my two brothers, uh, John and Peter. But before we get to that, let us do the quiz. Quiz time. Quiz time. Quiz time. Quiz time. Quiz time. Okay. Last time we were asking you about uh, the 2000 NBA draft where Jamal Crawford was drafted uh it seems to be a, to me at least it seemed to be a singularly uh singularly sing, a singular draft for being devoid of talent uh, again i've not was not following basketball at the time but a lot of those people were not really particularly famous not good at the hall of fame it seemed like jamal crawford again was seemed to me to be one of the more recognizable figures but uh, who was drafted by the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round, 29th pick, 29th overall, in the 2000 NBA draft? That is somebody uh, who is fairly famous to Lakers fans, fairly well known, because not that he really did anything on the court. Uh, let's put it this way. His uh, playing career, he ended up making about 15, 15.8 million, just under 15.8 million. For his career, which lasted from 2000 to 2009, that is not that much at all. Uh, his highest salary was two thousand eight hundred and two million eight hundred and forty thousand, with the his last year in the NBA with the Clippers. Anyway, but Mark Madsen was your is your answer. Uh, he was drafted 29th overall in 2000. NBA draft. He lasted for quite some time. Uh, he went from the Lakers. He played for the Lakers from 2000 uh, to 2000, the 2000-2001 season to the 2002-2003 season. A very good time to be a Laker, obviously, uh, with a couple NBA championships. And then he went to Minnesota, uh, and then. That was 2008 to 2009, and apparently he did not play for the Clippers, but nevertheless, he got paid by them, and apparently it was his highest salary. So, very interesting right there. Uh, but yeah, he did not play for the Clippers on the court, but he got paid his highest salary there. Anyway, as a Laker coach, that's what most... Uh, Lakers fans know him as uh, his tenure there as an assistant coach was not nearly as successful as his time as a player with the Lakers. Uh, he, as I said, he coached from 2014 to 2000, the 2014-15 season to the 2018-19 season, and those were not the most auspicious years 
for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, 2014, they went 21 and 61 under Byron Scott. Uh, 2015, it was a similarly disastrous year. In fact, they were four games worse, going 17 and 65 in Byron Scott's last year. Then Luke Walton went 26 and 56 his first year. That was the 2016-17 season. Did not really improve. Well, I guess improved by nine games, 35 and 47, and 2018-19 was his last year. 37 and 45 with people like Lonzo Ball, KCP, and of course it was LeBron James's uh, first year. And then that finished out Mark Madsen's career with the Lakers as well as an assistant coach. And right now he's not coaching in the NBA at all. So that is who the Lakers drafted way back when in 2000. Now let us get to the current current uh, quiz question we have for our meal today. We, uh, I'm sure all of you have heard the news about uh, Patrick Mahomes getting signed to the mega 10-year $450 million extension. That means he is will next be an undrafted free agent when he is 36 years of age in 20, 2032. <laughs> so that is quite a long time. Again, he'll be 36 years of age. Uh, they kept saying about how it was a great for Patrick Mahomes, which obviously it is, uh, and then it was great for salary flexibility, and they would be able to keep keep adding good players around him uh, to to keep them competitive. Anyway, I'm I did not really get that part. Uh, I don't. It seemed to me the defense was that it would make them, it, they wouldn't have to bother about franchise tags, there would be no uncertainty, they kind of know what the salary cap's going to look like, and what how much money they're going to be able to spend, that's kind of all locked up. So basically, no uh, uncertainty in the future as far as Patrick Mahomes and his contract. Uh, nevertheless... Not really sure I get, uh, I'm not, don't really buy that, but they're obviously, they're a lot smarter than me, because, you know, r r you look at Russell Wilson, you look at Aaron Rodgers, uh, when they've gotten those big contracts, they, basically, they've, they, they won when they were young, and it was definitely harder to build a great team around them when they got the huge contracts, uh, Tom Brady was never, to, never really took top dollar with the New England Patriots. But we will see what happens with Patrick Mahomes and what his future looks like. Uh, you know, you I always remember Russell Wilson talking about how he, you know, he uh, after his early success, and by the way, he's still very successful, obviously. You know, he wants to chase, you know, a ton of Super Bowl rings, and it was seemed to be very possible, and it's still possible that he gets another one, and maybe another one. But just because Patrick, and clearly Patrick Mahomes has had better numbers and so on than uh, Russell Wilson, he seems to be a lot more talented. Certainly, uh, the system is built around him a lot more uh, than with Russell Wilson, uh, 
that system was really built more around the defense and Marshawn Lynch. It's, this is really built to showcase Patrick Mahomes' skills. But just because it started out real well doesn't mean that he's going to come even close to, to what Tom Brady has done and what he, he still could do. But he gets another Super Bowl ring. Uh, before he retires, or maybe two. I mean, <laughs> the dude is just amazing, Tom Brady. A lot of uncertainty with the Kansas City Chiefs and the and Patrick Mahomes, even though they do seem to be riding high right now. He <laughs> just look at the Rams now. Now, clearly, Patrick Mahomes is better than Jared Goff, but. Boy, Jared Goff and the Rams were riding real high. Real high. And then they're not looking so hot right now after ditching. After getting into, running into salary cap trouble and being forced to ditch a bunch of people in free agency this season. All right. So I was going to... I was looking at the cap details for Patrick Mahomes' new contract. Now, uh, right now, his cap... Well, next year, the 2020 season, he's still going to have a small cap hit of five million three hundred and forty-six thousand five hundred and eight. This is all due to this is all from Spot Track. Next year, it, it takes a big jump to twenty-four twenty-four million eight hundred six thousand nine hundred and five. That was that really had nothing to do with um, this contract that he just signed. Um, he, they had, Kansas City had already exercised a, that option for 2021. Then it takes another big jump to uh, thirty, basically $31.5 million in 2022. And then it really balloons up. The The peak cap hit is going to be some whopping number, and that's going to be in 2027 when Patrick Mahomes is age 31. And email the answer. What is... What will Patrick Mahomes' cap hit be in 2027? Uh, bear, in, bear in mind, again, that this year is going to be $5 million, approximately. Next year, $24 million, Well, just under $25 million, actually. And then uh, 2022, it'll be 31 So what will Patrick Mahomes' cap hit be in 2027? Okay, again, TalkSportsWithJames at gmail.com if you want to get a free tie. Be the first to email the correct answer to me. Now let us get to the my final the final portion of my discussion with my two brothers. Well, mainly going to be discussing uh, the Dodgers, speculating what wondering what they could be doing with their roster. It's interesting, by the way. An interesting sign out the fact that Kenley Jansen has not arrived yet. We'll see what happens with him if he is able to get ready for, uh, in time. Oh, speaking of which, I almost forgot. Remember, 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 we have a countdown going on to the start of the MLB season and the start of the NBA season. Twelve more days to the start of the Major League Baseball season. The Dodgers are the late game in the the second 
of two games. So they'll be kicking off that opening day on July 23rd, Thursday, July 23rd, and then a week later, 19 more days, 19 more days on the 30th of July. Clippers and Lakers will also be the second game uh, of the two-game two uh, restart of the two-game restart on July 30th. So, 12 more days, 19 more days. Yay! But, let's get to that final portion of the uh, my discussion. Enjoy. I'm curious if the Dodgers are like going to like go full starter or like no starter. Cause like oh. on one sense, like with so few games, like you can throw, you can ride people forever. Like innings limits and pitch counts are pretty much meaningless this season. Cause everyone's yeah. are going to be so low. But on the other hand, I could see the Dodgers doing some sort of like being like, we're going to like, since this is so weird, like we're just going to like, like kind of doing some sort of like, opener thing where and they have so many like reasonably decent starters that i could see doing doing some sort of like three or everyone does like three or four eight stints every so often yeah i see just because also like i think you have to manage differently this season i think if a pitcher's having a bad day like you can't let people ride this year if someone's having a bad day or a bad week i think you gotta boot, get somebody else in just because you, every game counts so much, basically. You don't have the luxury of, like, wait, letting people, like, try to figure things out this year. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely quicker hook is important. But also, I'm not sure whether they're going to go to an opener just because games are more important. So, like, there's less yeah. room for weird I experimentation. I don't necessarily think they'll do an opener, but, like, could I see them doing, like, Clayton Kershaw allowing him to go five innings and then bringing in Dustin May for three? I could see that happening. Yeah, maybe. Oh, and like, I mean, I'd rather have Dustin May for three than like an inning each of like Joe Kelly, uh, Caleb Ferguson, and other person. Like, I could see them kind of using the stars, like their lower starters as like three inning relievers, sorts of things, not allowing their regular starters to go as deep. Yeah. Um. What do you like? But on the other hand, like if Parker Bueller's dealing, like do you really want to pull him? Like, let's like do you like do you just count? Kind of, on the other hand, like do you just let Walker Bueller go because like if you pull him and the other guy doesn't work, like you just might have lost yourself a game. So there's this weird sort of like you want to have a quick hook, but like if someone's doing really well, do like do you really want to pull them? Because like you might just want to ride him and try to get the win because sixty games, like. The play, you got to manage the playoffs for third and two, but you got, 60 games is almost kind of like a playoff version. Of, like 60 games of baseball is so little. You got to kind of manage with some sort of urgency too. Uh-huh. Um, do you, like, do you, what do you, what did you, do you think it's a little bit weird that with the three batter, um, they're keeping in the three batter minimum? Um, for pitchers, like, do you th- do you think that's kind of the opposite of their stated desire not to overtax players, or do you think that's not that big of a deal? It's not, you know, kind of hypocritical. Nah, three bears is not much, and that'll that should help speed up the game too. Because another thing that takes forever is when everybody's facing one hitter. 
And actually, it's probably even better for this year because with especially with the expanded rosters at the beginning of the season, and also the fact that there probably won't be much for, if any of a minor league season. So they're going to be more like I would imagine that teams like the Dodgers are going to be putting people on the injured list like by the day just to bring up fresh arms. Yeah. And it, and they, instead of the they last like they were going to go to a 15 day DL for pitchers, but they're they're back down to 10 for this year. Okay. So I would imagine the Dodgers are going to be cycling arms through that bullpen like nobody's business. Uh, yeah. They just have so many arms, and like, since there won't be a minor league season, it's a way to keep some of the minor leaguers fresh too. Uh-huh. So, um, like Dustin May, like might have started the season in AAA. Like he's for sure going to be like up the whole season. Yeah. Because like, he might. I could have seen where spot where he was like the odd one out and like started the season AAA, just you know because they didn't have enough room. Yeah. But with the expanded rosters and no minor league, like probably no minor league season, he's for sure going to be up. And Gonsolin, too, same thing. So, um, like, you know, do you, like, that's another thing, since games. It's the one, like, when you're replacing your pitcher after every batter, that's brutal for games, too. Yeah. Um, so, so, do you agree with that? Uh, having having people do the having the the three batter minimum do you I like that or not really i mean adam cleric's out of a job but other than that <laughs> i mean, right, I mean it's just like it's just a different type of strategy like instead of just bringing in the lefty to face the lefty you know you got to kind of plan things so yeah it'll speed up the game a little that's because there's nothing worse than like when you're watching a game and like after every battle, they're just bringing in a new pitcher. Uh huh. What? That just bogs it forever. Yeah. What do you think, Peter? Do you, do you like that rule or not? Really? Yeah, it's fine. I. I mean, it's. I don't see a, really any downside to it. Um, and it is definitely something that like. It's bringing in like one pitcher to, uh pitcher to face a specific bat is kind of like uh free throws and like forcing free throws at the end of the game in the NBA is just a really boring thing um that getting rid of is fine. Yeah, like and, oh, you have to remember that the rule is not three bad is three bad is the end of the inning. So like you know the Dodgers are going to carry Adam Kolarik and then when there's a lefty up as the last as a, as with two outs you know they're going to bring him in for one out anyway because that's all he – you know, if he ends the inning, he can be done. So it's not going to totally – like, it will reduce it, but it's not totally going to get rid of the one batter. One yeah. batter. See, like, do you think it would have been better if they had just eliminated um, – uh, if they had eliminated the warm-up pitches and just – Man. No, because I would assume that that's helpful to the pitcher. Okay. You don't want to do anything that's going to risk injury to the pitcher. I mean, because th- that, that would just be – you just have to actually warm up completely in the bullpen, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I guess for the reliever, it's probably not that big of a deal. And that would – and that would I would think that would just speed up the game a lot more. Like what? What it is is it's the ads and the during the warm up pitches that really, uh, yeah, true, slow down true. the game. It's not That's the. Fun. I mean, they're not cutting that though. 
So <laughs> that's true. And any ads, they're not cutting. So <laughs> it's it. but that's another thing they could easily cut. Like because I think the warm pitches, I think they they're waiting around. You know, I, I think the warm pitches don't take the whole ad time. Like I don't think I think they wait around after throwing their warm pitches mm-hmm. for ads to come back. So. You know. So there's plenty of places they could cut, but they're just not places they're gonna they're going to they're willing to. Mm-hmm. It's almost, it's almost. Uh, I guess it's almost like a catch, like it's like a catch twenty two. Like they don't want to give up the money from the ad time, but then they, but if they did give up that money in the ad time, maybe they would get more fans, so then they would actually end up with more money, possibly. Yeah, perhaps. They don't want to. They don't want to sacrifice the money that they already have. Yeah. I wonder if the, is there anyone I'm wondering if there's anyone on the Dodgers that's like super fast that they'll carry is essentially a pinch runner for extra innings. Because if you could carry some like super fast dude for like a start on second. Oh. You, get yourself, oh, yeah. you might be able to get yourself an extra win or two just by having a pinch runner essentially. I don't know if there's anyone they have though. Uh yeah. But that's an interesting and weird, like, because the Dodgers are all about like, get like, ex- like exploiting every like, you know, advantage and like using every, everything to their advantage. Like that's something I could see them trying to do. I mean, the fastest player that I can think of is either Chris Taylor or Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Oh, I guess Mookie Butts, but yeah, they're not. I mean, they're not going to be people that are going to be pinch running. Yeah, they're, they're not going to be pinch running. So, yeah. I mean, a few years ago, was it Terrence Gore or something that they had? That Remember, they included uh, him on the playoff roster. I, still leave. I mean, they included someone on the playoff roster as a pinch runner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, yeah. if they're willing to do that, they're for sure willing to do it. I just don't know if they really have anyone. Yeah. Is Billy Hamilton a free agent? Maybe they can sign him. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know where he is. I don't – yeah, I don't. I don't know where he is. But, oh, who is, is it, oh, no, it's Tim LaCastro, that's right. Okay, I think Terrence Gore might have been on Kansas City or something. something. Uh, was it Tim LaCastro who they included? Possibly, yeah. It was someone that they included, in, like, solely to pinch run, which in the playoffs seems kind of like a waste, because playoff spots are precious, but, you know. Uh-huh. You know, when you got a 30-man roster to start the season, you can easily give us pinch run our spot. yeah. Although I would imagine they're going to have like 20, it's probably going to be like 20 pitchers out <laughs> of the 30. Not literally, but. Yeah. You know, the Dodgers are, like, I don't know if they're going to have, they, we're going to institute pitcher limits this year. I don't know if they're going to do that or not. Oh. Uh, uh, you know, they were going to institute limits on the number of pitchers you could have on your roster. Yeah. I don't know if they're still doing that. But if they're not, you know, the Dodgers are just going to add as many pitchers as they possibly can. Uh huh. I think I saw something about that. I'm trying to find it right now. I don't think – I think they kind of um, – Got rid of that, yeah. I think they got rid of that for this year. Yeah. Because you know the Dodgers – so if they have like – you know the Dodgers are going to carry like 17 or 18 pitchers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like that bullpen is going to be Stack. one crap. Yeah. Because um, I don't even – I think they said they're going to do a five-man starter, but, like, the first couple series – the first couple games, they're only going to 
they're kind of going to try to treat like spring training, so they're, I don't know, the pitchers, the starters go like three or four innings. Mm, I see. Yeah, it's going to be short spring training. Yeah, and yeah. they're not playing spring training games. It's all interest squad. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, but you know, like, the Dodgers have so much starting pitching depth. Like, who's the eighth-best pitcher? Like, eighth, like their eighth-best start is probably, what, Ross Stripling? Uh, let me look at the depth chart. They, well. <laughs> is, like, Ross Stripling, like, the second-best starter on the Angels? <laughs> like, probably. Wait, wait, who would be better than him? Like, Andrew Haney's probably better than him. Oh, Otani's definitely better than him. Yeah, but Otani can barely pitch at all during the season. <laughs> yeah. And well, Andrew Haney is, well, when healthy, is probably better than Ross Stripling. So I guess so. I guess the Ross Stripling is what they're bit. But, like, the Dodgers, like, eight starter. Like, he's their eighth starter, I think. Like, the Dodgers' eighth starter is, like, better than, like, everybody else's, like, fourth starter. Uh, so well, they- I would say he's, no, I would say he's probably, like, seventh because he's probably behind Dustin May but ahead of Tony Gonzalez and Jimmy oh, I, don't, I would probably can, I would think I think him and Alex Wood are probably seven and eight like, I know they're going to start Alex Wood but I don't know he's been injured a lot you don't like them starting Alex Wood like I mean I'd rather start Tony Gonzalez or Dustin May I'm a huge 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 fan of Dustin May and Tony Gonzalez really I mean yeah Tony Gonzalez yeah he's I I think he might be better out of the bullpen, possibly, but, like, I don't mind him starting. Okay. How about Jimmy Nelson? Oh, he's always injured. Okay. Um, I'm super excited for Bruce Dargratter all uh, out of the bullpen. Oh. Well, yeah. It, doesn't he get injured a lot, though, or not? He does, but he throws over 100. Ha. Is he wild, or is he? Um, no, I think he just is a bit injured. I think he just can't like he, they were trying to make him a starter and it just wasn't working. But out of the bullpen, I'll take a hundred. Uh huh. Okay. I actually think Joe like I'm not AJ Pollock. I'm not excited for Joe Kelly. Like he had a rough start and he was kind of bad in the playoffs, but like he had a really nice stretch in there last year. He could be okay. He's just like any other relief pitcher. Yeah, off and on. Hot and cold. But I want to say is I wouldn't mind. Like, I think Joe Kelly should de- like definitely be part of the playoff bullpen. Ah, uh, well, I mean, assuming he has a decent season. Yeah, I mean, if he's just terrible, like he was uh, for the like, first two. Years. Kenley can do this year because short season Kenley doesn't have to hold anything back. <laughs> also, Clayton Kershaw doesn't have to hold anything back. Like all these people, like. They're probably not going to throw 100 innings this year, like, including playoffs, tops. Yeah, right. Ken, Kenley, I don't know if it was him holding anything back. I think he was just uh, – he had lousy mechanics, so that's why he was lousy. Yeah, I mean, he always has held stuff back, though. Like, in the playoffs, he always tends to throw harder. Yeah, and I also think, basically, he was getting – he was doing his – he did his cutter for too long, so it got – People figured it out. So now he's. I think now he's trying to incorporate other pitches, and it's uh, it's been rough for the past couple of years. I think that's also part of it too. Yeah. But. Yeah, and then the field. I mean, they pretty much have a bunch of full-time starters, but. Yeah. Right. Um, left. 
left field will probably be a, uh, a platoon. platoon. But, like, I think they're also going to just do a ton of, like, especially in the regular season, they'll probably just be doing a bunch of road game to keep everybody fresh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, like, they're going to probably, they're probably going to carry three catchers, and, like, everyone's probably going to catch, like, two games a week. Who's going to be their third one? I mean, I assume it'll be, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kyber Ruiz. Oh, he's ready to be in the major leagues. Oh, there's no minor league season, and he's in AAA, so I guess by default he's ready. (laughs) 40-man roster, so, like, why not bring him up? Do you see Will Smith as kind of uh, being, like, uh, having kind of a big slump this year? We'll see. He kind of went into a slump at the end of last year. But we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're probably, like, not going to be a minor league season. So, if, like, you got someone on your 40-man roster already, yeah. like, why not bring – and a third catcher, you know, that to help spell two catch. Like, a third catch is probably one of the first things you bring up. Yeah. You, know, you want to make sure you're not – catchers aren't tired. If, you know, you're playing every day. You need a lot of catchers because they can't play every day. Mm. So, why not bring them up and, you know, see what happens. Yeah. I mean, he's probably not ready, but like, um, <laughs> well, uh, catches a lousy catcher can lose you a lot of games. I mean, no, I mean, well, I think it's probably. I'm thinking more of the hitting aspect. He's probably not ready. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, well, hitting hitting aspect, the Dodgers have never really had any good hitting catches in the past few years. So, it's yeah, not, like. Also, the catch is going to be hitting ninth, so. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah, those are some of the – I'm super excited for Bruce Darkrider all. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, Terrence Gore – he was with, okay, he was with Kansas City for 2014 and 2017 with the – White Sox in two that or the, sorry the Cubs in 2018 and the Royals in 2019. So yeah, he was the he was the dude on the Royals who they would put in. Uh, okay. And Tim LaCastro was probably the dude you were thinking of. Okay. He's now with the Diamondbacks. Right. He somewhat plays, which shows how bad they are because he's a horrible hitter. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, he was with the Dodgers in 2017, 2018. He, in 2017, he played in three games with one plate appearance and one at bat. Yeah, because he's a pinch runner. <laughs> yep, yep. And, yeah. And, oh, Arizona, last year he had – he actually appeared, like, in 91 games. So he actually, yeah. Yeah. But he's horrible. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah, right, wow. Yeah, 250 betting average, 357 on base percentage. So, yeah, he's bad. All right, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. Next podcast is coming up on Wednesday. Uh, hopefully, we'll be getting John on to discuss some of these uh, developments, both in the football world, but we'll see in that about that. Maybe we'll ask him about the news about the Big Ten and the Pac-12 only doing interconference play. But we will see. Again, what we do know is Wednesday it will be another episode, and we will be that much closer 
to the start of the MLB and NBA seasons. Okay, before I get out of here, I do want to thank the Blessed Trinity and the Holy Family, my patron saints, uh, Francis Xavier and James the Greater. And finally, my guardian angel, my grandmother, my uncle, my family, and Brian Seaman, Adam Oslin, Oslin, Noah, Eagle, and Michael Madden. Of course, all opinion on this podcast is solely mine or that of my guests. Okay, until Wednesday, Bonsuelo. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sports Variety and Strife. If you want to comment, please do so. Talk sports with James at gmail.com. See you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.